This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC. What type of ETFs? We can slowly lean into that. Yeah, my ETFs are effectively mimicking the index. Right, that's the the yeah. S and P five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's lots of there's Chinese indexes, there's other indexes. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. there are fun uh, houses that create index to create ETF. You know, you know they do that, right? They do that all the time. It took me a while to understand right? what you just yeah, said, but yeah. yes, they do. In order yes, to create yes, yes, an index yes. funds, the fund will go and create an index and then create a fund to mimic that index. Right. Use the right words. Yes. Okay. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut, and today we continue our Back to Basics series focused on investing with ETFs. Yes, interesting enough, I have come to realize that this term ETF has been very convoluted, you know, <laughs> over these years. Oh my goodness. But to put it in simple terms, ETFs, aka exchange-traded funds, are funds that are readily bought and sold through marketplaces or apps like your investment app or your broker apps, okay? But the key thing is here, within all these funds, it is a world of difference. So ETF A and ETF B can be totally different and should not be seen as the same. So in today's episode, we go through a wide spectrum from index funds to derivative funds to show the vast options that you have out there, right? So that you get a better understanding of what it's all these ETFs trying to do, okay? They, and they're trying to do very different things. So I'm glad to be joined by the Market Updates crew, Anthony and Rakesh, and also Aaron from the Weeblings. This is Chill Swift TFC. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss okay before we roll today uh, as with every other episode that Anthony is on it's always yes. like yeah yeah he's the Thai senior <laughs> of the team right as with every episode that Anthony is on we are going to do a giveaway that's a new standard <laughs> huh? okay so today uh, once again our giveaway is sponsored by Audio Technica right so shout out to Audio Technica which you see all our new sets right it's all from them great and of course uh, our friends at City Music but today's giveaway is uh, the ATR2100X USB mic which is actually what you all use at home right yeah like all, all our remote uh, recordings are done with this. Um, so if you're an aspiring podcaster, don't. You know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if somehow you don't have a proper mic, uh, I think it is time to get a proper mic because like these days, there's recording everywhere. You know, I always find it very amusing when I need to record someone remote and then they tell me, uh, Apple mic, that one cannot. It's like, cannot. It's not good enough, okay? If you would like to win the Audio-Technica ATR 2100 USB, 
Very simple. Okay, listen to today's episode and share on your socials and then write something that will inspire us, right? What is your best ETF tip? Because today that is the topic, okay? If we like your sharing, we like your stuff and then we will choose you as a winner. And for more details, uh, check out the Financial Coconut Instagram page, okay? Okay, so today we are back in the studio with the gang, right? Clearly all guys, right? Investment must be all guys. <laughs> right? Say, <laughs> Bring Sarah back off. <laughs> no, no, Sarah was recording. No, no, no. We're not doing a sub now. We're not trying to prove our alternative point, okay? We're not diversity for diversity, right? We're trying to bring good voices. But it's really very hard. Don't you, wait, do you think investing is a guy topic? I mean, what else do guys talk about? Besides Soccer. money, sports? Well, what's your definition of a guy topic? What, what guys talk about, la, generally. Okay. Yeah. yeah, investing is. Uh, do you have any uh, ladies' friends that you like hardcore talk to about investing? Nope, I just keep telling Sarah. She's just forced <laughs> to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's so done. That's why she's not in this episode today, right? She she's done. She was recording the other one. She's like, okay, I'm gonna take a break. Aaron, you're on your own, right? So yeah, but but that aside, right? Like investing is something that I think a lot of people aim to do, especially uh, on our platform, on our channel. So today we want to continue this investment series. I think the previous one was quite good. Right, like how to pick your own stocks, everything, all that jazz, right? So we did I the two episodes. To it despite my own voice. So. Serious? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's very scary to listen to your own voice. Right? I was like, eh? I said mm. that. Uh. Oh, okay. Yeah, eh? Quite smart, huh? Give us a pair. Why did I say that? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So yeah, then. With the whole like stock picking, you know, part one, part two, I think we're going to spend a little bit of bandwidth to talk a little bit of ETFs, right? Because I don't think everybody wants to pick stocks. And I do think the ideology is different. Like the methodology about about uh, picking stocks and ETFs are quite different. Maybe we can start with that, right? Is there any difference in ideology when you think of like, do you want to pick stocks or do you want to use ETFs? Okay, I guess I go first, right? So, um... Because you're the Thai senior, right? No, no, I, I think because <laughs> I'm just sitting closest Same. to you and you look at me. Okay, great, great. I love how the, the eyes settle yeah. it all, yes. Even though I don't see you, I can sense your yes, presence. Yes, so I can feel it. <laughs> but anyway, Thank you. Um, I, I think, it, look, at the end of the day, it, it's what you want. And that, I think that's why this episode is useful because people think ETF, people think, you know, diversified, people think safe and all that. But that is not necessarily the case. And... We talk about active stock picking, and then you can actually actively choose ETFs. You can choose sector ETFs, you can choose geographic ETFs, whether you want to buy SP 500 only as an ETF. That's also a choice. So, I think hidden in a lot of these things are actually choices that people make when they are investing. And that is something that well, hopefully we can bring more awareness. Yeah, and in uh, for clarity's sake, you are also one of those people that. As a champo, right? You have like some stocks. I and so everything. <laughs> Too much money, don't know where to deploy. Check out. Yeah, spray and pray. Yeah, spray and spray. <laughs> check out, check out the earlier episode, you will know he said something. I have too much money, need to, too much cash, need to deploy. Okay. No, but, but so for clarity's sake, you are not averse. You're not like one side to like, okay, only pick stocks or only do ETFs. Yeah, no, no. You're I just kind of pick based for, on what you think. For my personal tolerance, I do have quite a lot of ETFs. I'm not, not, I'm not 100% ETFs, but I do have quite a lot of ETFs. But I think and this goes back to our earlier conversations, whether it's about what you want and what you can tahan, right? Or or what you need. And then you suit and then you choose the asset and you choose the allocation that fits what you need. But yeah, I have ETFs, I have lots of them. And actually if a beginner came up to me and said, What should I buy? First thing I go, ETF. Easy. And then what we mean by ETFs, then you listen on. Okay, can okay, I listen on? So what do you mean by ETFs? <laughs> what are ETFs? So what, what are ETFs? ETF is just think of it as like a basket of stocks that you can purchase once. So if like a 
if you like strawberries, you like you like coconut, you like a whole bunch of fruits, instead of buying one strawberry, one coconut, or one banana, you can just buy like a ba- whole basket of them. So that's just, that's just like how it works. And the best part is that you can also buy and sell it like any other stock. I think that really just sums it up in the most layman way. Okay, okay, fair. So do both of you have ETFs in your portfolio? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. What type of ETFs? We can slowly lean into that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What type of ETFs? You don't need to divulge anything if you're not comfortable. Yeah, no, no, no. So, yeah. Um, yeah, my ETFs are effectively mimicking the index, right? That's the, the yeah. S&P 500. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's lots of there's Chinese indexes, there's other indexes. <laughs> yes, <right>? yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There are fun um, houses that create an index to create an ETF. You know, you know they do that, right? They do that all the time. It took me a while to understand what you just yeah, said, but yeah. yes, they do. In order yes, to yes, create yes, the index yes. funds, the fund will go and create an index and then create a fund to mimic that index. Use the right words. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but let's be clear, that is very common, right? People do that. All these fund houses do that all the time. Absolutely. Okay. In fact, a question that maybe for our listeners, we also probably want to find out what's the difference between an index and an ETF because that's a common question that I get actually. Serious? Yeah, because like people will be like, okay, but I have this ETF, but is that the index? I want to buy the index. Why am I buying an ETF? Like I get some questions that way, right? And it's, you can understand why it's a little bit confusing. So maybe Reggie, you want to tell us? Okay, simple question I think, right? Simple <laughs> question. <laughs> simple question I think. Chim chim I give them, right? So very simple. Uh, usually the, the confusion comes when you're talking about like index ETFs, right? Essentially, it's an ETF, which is a fund, okay? That is used to track an index, okay? So, so this comes when the, the conflation comes in uh, because you can never buy an index. An index is just a measurement, Right, it's like a term, like a barometer of something. Let's say the S and P five hundred index is essentially the summation of the quote unquote best five hundred companies by the S and P guys, right? Standards and Poor's, which is a uh, what do you call them? Rating agency, yeah, rating agency. You know, they rate that these five hundred companies are the best. You know, and then they put them together in an index, and it is just a rating. It is just a index. It is just a like a measurement, right? You can't buy this measurement, right? But there are many other funds in order to sell you, you know, the performance of these measurements or this index, they will create a fund that you can buy. And just so happens, some of these funds are traded on the exchange. That's why it's called ETF, exchange traded funds. So you cannot buy index, but there are certain ETFs that are index funds. They are tracking the index. Okay. Am I making it clear? Thank you. Yeah, that's why you pay me for that. Okay. Yeah, stop asking me for a discount. Okay. Sorry, recently a lot of sales stock. So yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So based on that, right? What are the other ETFs? Okay, since we have, since on that note, we essentially established that index funds or index ETFs are only one type of, of uh, ETFs, right? So what are the other types of ETFs out there? One of it is like sector ETFs. And that's something that I play with a little as well. It's like doing your up. A little or a lot? <laughs> I feel like you throw a lot. I feel like Aaron is like dabbling in this uh, like <laughs> thematics for like every other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I think one of the easiest themes to follow uh, is actually energy because um, of the recent, well, especially ongoing for a while, a lot of problems going on in the world. So that allows us to actually play with a lot of, en- of energy stocks quite well um, because we know that energy is something that everybody needs. So we just pay attention to the market and you can actually dive straight into energy stocks. Example would be XLE. So that's just an ETF that you can get into to look into 
the energy sector. I think like right now, oil prices are also starting to hike up. We know it's winter season. Um, so, you know, some of the energy stocks would probably be outperforming in the near future. Maybe not financial advice. Never. <laughs> financial never. Advice. It's not really not it's not strong enough. Never. Okay, this is purely for entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Education and entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Yes. Explaining how it's never. Okay, yes, please. Yeah, so uh so so I sometimes just flip between that as well. And another sector that I like to look at is finance sector and healthcare sector. So that's your XLF and XLV for healthcare. Not XLH. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So XL is a series, right? C- Some which fund house is the XL series? <laughs> series. <laughs> series. <laughs> yeah. No. There's all fun. All usually fund houses they yeah, will yeah. create funds with like the first few letters is the same one. It's come yes. from them, right? I cannot remember. And it's okay. I'm not gonna say it anyway. Not sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I entirely agree. Energy play now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, that is my full-time job. Asking interesting question, be entertaining as three more. So I mean, on on the flip side, right? I think you know a lot of the attraction of a sectoral ETF is you get exposure to the entire sector, like. so You buy XLU, you get exposure to energy. You buy ten, you guess what? What is exposure to? TAN. TAN. Solar. So of course you 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 get something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious. I love that name, right? Um, but you know, no I, I sense think of humor. the <laughs> hey, don't like that. Don't spend money. <laughs> what is okay? <laughs> I don't want to continue that. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, there was I a period of time there was an ETF called Wheat. Really? Yeah. Which oh, is essentially really? tracking like, marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. Yeah, but, uh, but going back to sectoral ETFs, I think the, the problem I kind of see with sectoral ETFs is that one, you you can't really pick outperformers. So even with the energy, for example, are you upstream, midstream, downstream? Are you a super major? Are you, you know, PTT, which is now listed in Singapore and you can buy? And they all have very they all have different business models. They are, they all have different margin profiles. So it's when you buy that sectoral ETF, you are partially saying that, well, somebody else has said these are the best 30, 50 in this sector. Therefore, I'm buying them. You are outsourcing your judgment. And essentially, you know, if you think that you have different judgment and you take the good with the bad, right? So within that, you know, upstream, midstream, downstream, they all have very different margin profiles. So, you know, do you really want to be... Very different business model. It's not even just margin profiles. They're all different. So so do do you really just, I mean, I want upstream because exploration high risk or I want midstream because, you know, it's kind of commoditized and it's stable cash flow. They are very different companies. Right? So, you know, by all, buying all of this, you are, yes, diversifying and decreasing your risk, but you are also kind of foregoing, you know, the risk that you want to take. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like energy can be a season. Like, like can be a discussion for a whole season. Right? Just this <laughs> midstream, upstream, downstream thing. I think a lot of listeners will be like, huh? What has going on? What stream? Right? I only know streaming, right? But I think <laughs> at the same time, it's showing how complex an ETF can even get. Yes. Right. Yes, and I think yes. that's the point we want to drive home is the fact that people will say, right, don't ever invest before where you go and buy, buy ETF. But actually, what ETF is a big question. It's, it's getting very conflated now because every fun house has an ETF now. Right, so they go around all these like events, and they tell you, "Oh, our ETF, ETF." So everybody is borrowing the ETF. Fully diversified, yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everything is fully <laughs> diversified. They fully <laughs> diversified within the sector. Right, so do, do how diversified are you? Asian growth ETF. What is that? Oh, you remember your newsletter? Uh, so, oh. oh, we draw. <laughs> Caught in the act, right here. Caught. Subscribe to our newsletter. Subscribe. <laughs> 
Reggie needs to put up a YouTube video of sharing screen so that he subscribes to his newsletter. Okay, I will subscribe to our newsletter and get a ping, okay? Yeah, but I, I think that, that is kind of... So, so I mean, the, the only reason why we wrote about their newsletter was that it says Southeast Asian high-growth high, uh, high high ETF, right? So I think, great. You know, I, I'm investing in growth companies. I'm investing in all that. But they are investing in Indian companies um, that are really doing like manufacturing and really... You know, and that's why like Indian Vietnamese companies investing in manufacturing. There you go. Hey, but the name doesn't really match. Eh? You know, it's it's quite different. I expected a very different company profile from when from between I saw the name to I saw the top ten holdings. Right. So I think if anybody wants to do diligence on an ETF, especially sectorial ETFs, you know, you need to be quite clear. Yes, there's a name that suggests what they want to do, and then there is that other bit of you know, oh, what do they actually hold? And, and what is their positioning so that you can better understand that you are buying what you think you're buying. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these names are marketing, right? So they will use all these things to make it sound very sexy, you know, and 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 yeah, the composite within, I would expect Shopee to be their biggest holdings or at least one of the bigger holdings. I don't think so. You know? right? it was yeah, just, like, well, I was still a Vinfast to be one of their biggest Okay, holdings. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, but Ah, never mind. Never mind. Never sponsor. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But but then, so on that front, okay, essentially we established a few things. Right? First, we established that ETFs is not just uh, index funds, right? Index funds form a, a big part and an important part of ETFs, you know, but there are many other ETFs out there like thematics, right? And uh, in the realm of thematics alone, there are all these other patterns, Right, they are the HO thematics, healthcare, energy, you know. AI. Uh, uh, AI, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what get rotated inside, la, but, but you know, there are, there are all these HO thematics that are always there. And then they're like new era thematics that half the time I feel like they're just trying to scoop your money. Right. <laughs> so then, then, you know, I, I, you look at it, it's like, what is this? Right. And the quirkier the thematics, the more expensive it is, usually. Uh, we can share why it's considered a cheap. Uh, like an affordable ETF from a management fee standpoint and what is considered expensive. Yeah, I don't actually know how much. Yeah. The... So from an index fund, from yeah. an index fund's perspective, it's 0.03%, right? Yeah. So just to say, uh, okay, for clarity, say index funds, I know a lot of time when you use whatever app, whatever thing, they will tell you they charge 0.5%. Uh, in actuality, if you are just broadly diversified with them, if you buy the funds directly on your own, the management fee is only 0.03%, right? So that is uh, more than 10% and more than 10 times markup, okay? Okay, yeah, it's a lot. It's crazy. And you think it's very small, you go and compound, you see for yourself the numbers, right? So so that is that, okay? Um, and in on average, thematics will go somewhere from uh, 0 0.6 to 0 0.9, okay? On, on uh, about there, right? So... And I'm not saying that that is the benchmark to go, huh? okay? I'm just saying that that is what everyone is charging, right? Which is why a lot of the more obscure funds, you know, you'll be surprised even some of the not so obscure instruments like the REITs, they also have their ETFs, right? 0.6%. Yeah, it's actually quite expensive. It's very the REIT the 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 funds the, are quite expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah, I was doing a comparison. I was like, why are you so expensive? This is such a simple tool. It's like, okay, sorry. Yeah. But Anthony got special rate, right? Mm. We have a amount of reads that he has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wish, I wish. Pulling your leg, bro. Yeah, yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, okay, fair. So, so based on that, right, I think we have lined up a few things, but I, I want to go further into discussing like what are the different strategies playing with ETFs, right? Because I think you're, you're kind of touch a little bit. So for you, even as someone that uh, buys ETFs is also broadly diversified long-term holdings. Yeah. Right? So that is your your strat, right? For you, you actually trade on some of these themes. Yeah. Right? Like what, what is the what is the reason of choice for, for these things? I guess for me, because if you look at, I guess a bit more of macro and fundamentals, then sometimes you can just have a sensing that certain sectors will generally outperform. And if you follow like, you know, the very typical business cycle chart as well, then you kind of know how to rotate into, into certain sectors. And um, something that I use is a sector rotation graph. So it just gives me a rough gauge on where we are in the cycle. Um, usually I'm looking at like a weekly cycle. So I'll buy into a particular ETF. Or usually I'm just buying into a sector for like a three month three months hold. And if I'm not directly buying into the ETF, I will just be buying options. So I'll be, I'll be, sorry, I'll be selling a put option usually so I can get in at a better price. Because for sectors, if I am right, I, I don't really need to make that too much of a gain. So just selling a put option usually puts me in a very favorable position. And if I do get, and if I do get called, then I'll have to purchase the shares at a lower price, which isn't too bad because for most sectors, I can actually hold it for a much longer term, especially for something as cyclical as energy stocks. Um, it does collapse, but it also does uh, rise back up really, really fast. I think the only other one that I would really want to hold for a long term would be like finance because that generally has a much uh, consistent uptrend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mainly finance, energy. So those two. Clarity on, on the put options. Uh, do ETFs also have put options? Yes. So if you're buying like XLF, XLE, they do have put options. They do have, they do have options. I think all the way to weekly options. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and not all not all funds have, have that, right? It's actually someone must issue. Yeah, not all counters. Not all counters have that. So it depends on who issues. Yes. Don't take that as a, hey, oh, why got yeah, no yeah. option on this thing? <laughs> right? You must go and see for yourself. Not all counters have, have that. Okay. Yeah. And, and for you, the strat. Yeah, so I, I think mine is kind of the mix. So I'm also active, but I think I'm active more on You're not the, so active. Yeah. <laughs> so I, active, I'm active, but not so active. I, I'm active more, more on the fundamentals yeah, side yeah. of things. So, mm. so it's not so much playing cyclicals. Um, It's more on the sense that, well, you know, I think there are companies that will become the next generation of leaders. I want to get into them now. I want to get into Amazon 10 years ago or not now, right? So, so that's precise. And, you know, I think we talked about it in the active investing episode. So that, that's precisely it, you know. You have a basket of ETFs, which are really index fund ETFs, because that is your base, right? That is you. The only risk you are taking there is market risk. You are not taking on any other, you know, other weird risks. Um, whether it's volatility, whether it's business risk, you just go. I want the market risk, and and that's it. And that's a chunk of my portfolio. Then with the other, you know, smaller percentage of your portfolio. You can take riskier plays, like, you know, you can buy HubSpot, you can buy, you can buy HubSpot as a Salesforce. You buy the disruptor, you buy the you think challenger. think HubSpot is going to win Salesforce? I, I'm not going to say anything Sales- about that. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, Salesforce is an AI ETF, okay? Mm. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's in the Goldman Sachs AI ETF. Salesforce <laughs> 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 Einstein, no. Because it's big enough to be in the ETF. Uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right? exactly, the market exactly. cap is big enough yeah. for, for, so, the, for oh. the fund. If the fund comes in with uh, like, you know, like, like $100 billion, right? Yes. Uh, you can buy a lot 
those things. Yeah. So it needs to go somewhere. Money needs to go it somewhere. It needs to go into big companies, yeah, right? You, you, oh yeah, in an open position. And if you and if any fund owns more than five percent of any company, they have to report in their ten k, right? So then uh, most funds don't really like to tell you what they what they own. Uh. Or at least they, they, they will tell you as a marketing strategy. They don't really like to tell their competitors. So apparently that is a consideration. I, I, I heard, oh, I cannot buy more because once more than 5%, I have to report, right? So yeah, something to, to think about. Yeah, continue. Yeah, but then I think if, if that's the way I want to position my portfolio, then that means that for my ETFs, you know, I cannot buy a sectoral ETF, right? I cannot buy a very narrow ETF because what I want for that part of my portfolio is market risk. And what I want market risk, I buy a market index. Yeah, I buy a market yeah. fund. So I think that that's the general thinking behind Thematic it. Thematic is just an add-on. Yeah, it's just a double down like, I because think, I believe this, yeah. this theme is stronger. So yes. my main vein is an index fund and yes. then I will double down on like, okay, I think healthcare is is going on the up. Yeah, like, like I, bought, double um, down. I bought financials when the... <laughs> I actually bought quite a lot of financials when, last uh, when I was bank run, right? Early this year. I was like, oh, um, financials never die, but I don't know which bank will die. And I think this is maybe a use of a sectoral ETF. I don't know which exactly which bank will die, but I know financials as a whole will never die. So my choice is I buy JPM, City, you know, the big banks, or I buy a sectoral ETF and I take the good with the bad. Maybe one or two regional banks to call that, but that's fine. As long as the finance you can digest. sector as a whole mm. recovers, then my ETF will do well. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So maybe that's a use of a sectoral ETF for like yeah. special and, and, place. And on that note, I think we also need to establish that it's not always about the newest, trendiest strategy. Those are HO strategies, right? And as long as you're comfortable, you know what's working, you know, you, you understand the thing, it's okay. You can go with it, right? Like the other day, I was, I was talking to someone else, right? Some... Uh, investment guy right I mean we always talk to investment guys so <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it but I was talking to him and then he, his strategy was like okay I kind of know you know like he's like don't make big bets all the time but when you make big bets be very clear about it so one thing he's very sure is that shopping malls will never die okay or that's what he believes lah, right shopping malls will never die so when the REIT has a downturn he mortgaged his property Wow, right. he mortgaged his property mortgage to buy his REITs. Property, wow. Mortgaged his property, went in and buy REITs, right? Then when the REITs prices went back up, he sold the REITs, positioned into some of the government securities because there's a cyclicality to those things, waiting for the market to come back, exit, now he's back in the property market, right? So, you, you know, the, the kind of people is around, right? Wow. Right? So, so it's, and, and these are not, trendiest things like what's the latest new strat you know there's this new product this new vertical these are HO strategies right if you know what you're doing if you if you understand you know the the thing that you you own you know then then it works lah it works for you what? Yeah, you need to have you need to be comfortable you need to have conviction lah yeah, because yeah. The, the, what's fundamental underpinning that is that the market will turn Yes, yes, right? yes. That, that's yes. why you have the confidence to buy, buy, yeah, buy, yeah, buy. Yeah. Because the market will turn. People will still shop. Yes. <laughs> that's the idea, right? You listen to the I earlier have episode. actual building. Yeah, actual building. People will still shop. Singapore will not sink, right? So these are some basic assumptions, right? Right. It better be in the risk factors of anybody that's issuing something on those grounds. Okay, okay, fair. So I And I, I like, we have a whole spread. Different people are using ETS in a different way, right? So that's cool. How about we venture into the more like um, interesting ETS? Uh, your leverage, uh, your inverse, right? All this... Uh, 
T Q Q Q. Yeah, yeah, you all know what I mean, right? You know what I mean, right? They are not all ETFs, right? They, 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 I mean, they're all ETFs, but they are really different, right? So maybe we can start, right? Anybody wants to start? Yeah. Actually, apart from just like the leverage ETF, something that has been gaining popularity recently are covered call ETFs. But I think it's quite hard for like Singaporeans to really make use of it because we are taxed 30% on it, on the dividends. The whole idea of covered call ETFs is you get really, really high dividends while they are still trying to track the S&P 500. Usually they, fade, they fall short when prices are moving up very quickly. But during downturns, they can give you, I think recently it's like at a point 12% per annum. So that's really, really good, especially when it's, when it's tracking the S&P 500 relatively well. So, but the problem about, about being Singaporean is that you get taxed 30% on that. So that brings it down to like 8% dividend, which is still pretty good, but like... But do you need the risk palette for 8%? I don't really... I don't no, really, but is this the 8% <sighs> on top of the market return? This is just the dividends. Oh, okay, okay. Just eight, you just tax 30% on the dividends. So capital gains um, or capital loss, like you, it's not touched at all. Okay, so, so essentially what they're doing is they're they are giving you the option premium that they're harvesting as kind of like dividends or they're yes. paying it out as dividends. And, but you are still tracking the market. So you are kind of getting the market risk as you go along with that. Then, then the downside is, well, if the market suddenly shoots up, if tomorrow the Fed says, haha, interest rate cycle high, done, I'm over, right? I'm going to start cutting. And then market shoots up, you're, you get called. You get called. And you difference are is out the of difference out the, the market. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. I think that, and that's kind of the thing that, I mean, I've not dived too deep into um, cover call ETS, but that was kind of the lingering question at the back of my mind, right? So what happens if you get called out of the market? Do you wheel and then they sell puts for you to go back into the market or? I guess it, it differs with different types of ETFs. So actually for covered call ETFs right now, there's like, there's I think like two, two camps. I think one of it is like XYLD where they usually get, get called because they are selling like at the money. But if I'm not wrong, JE, JEPI, JP is JP Morgan's version. If I'm not wrong, I cannot remember exactly. So don't quote me on this, but they do have, um, they set it a little bit out of the money. So that actually gives uh lower returns, but usually it doesn't get called. What is the difference? If I'm not wrong, it's close to 5 five 5%. I, I cannot really yeah, remember on that, 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 but it should be about 5 5%, makes... yeah. But I know that one of it, if I'm not wrong, it's XYLD that sells at the money. Don't quote me on that. We can easily search search it. But XYLD was the one that was, that was returning like 12% because during the market downturns, they were just like collecting premium nonstop. And when you're selling at the money, 12% per annum yeah, is Yeah, but, but that's, that's kind of the downside to to that right because you are essentially well one is you are is you know oh, sure if you sell at the money your premiums are higher but you are foregoing you, you are really increasing the chance of getting called and foregoing the chance of being out of the market when it swings up which is really the time you want to be in the market yeah so right? that's like so, so i think that is also you are kind of getting like a quasi fixed income instrument because they are always selling out of the money Okay, for clarity's sake, uh, in the money, out of the money, right? Very simple, okay? Yeah, very simple. That's why I'm here. Very simple, okay? So if today, the index or whatever market that this uh, option is playing on is at $500, okay? Trading at $500, in the money is $500, right? 
right? That means uh, essentially what options do is, is well, I feel like someone must sponsor me to explain this thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> essentially what options, options does, right, is there's two main components. One is the time value. The other is the difference to the, the, the price that it strikes, right? So the strike price is, uh, let's say, it, when they say they are in the money, that means if the market is trading at 500 today, the strike price that this option is underpinning is based on 500 dollars today also right so so based on that essentially it has very little room to maneuver it better move laterally or go down if not it will strike and if it strike then you because you sell the cost you have to buy the index right and this whole thing is run by the fund right so so the fund will run this whole thing and um in general i think it gets quite complicated from from here right but yeah so out, out of the money essentially means it is very Okay, not very far out because very far out the premiums will be very lame, right? So usually slightly out of the money will be like maybe a 5% differential, right? And that will factor into essentially the 5% difference from uh, between the two option provider, option funds provider, right? Usually that is how it's factored. Okay, fair. Fair, huh? fair. Approve, huh? Approved. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so that is the difference. It's going to be cheap. La. You sponsor me, I will write down a proper script <laughs> to explain. Okay? We, can, we can talk more uh, about options. We can talk more about options another time. Okay, but cool. That is interesting. So, so options is one thing. You know, what about things like inverse, things like leverage? Um... Okay, I, I'm not going to answer your question. Okay. I'm going to say another type of ETF. Okay. Uh, it's less popular now. <laughs> just, like, just completely ignoring you right here. Like, hey, what about this? Like, there is okay. no host here. No, okay, so, right, so, yeah. so two, two things, right? Um, I think one is like ARK. ARKK. Not within, not in fashion anymore, right? But that's also an ETF, right? So ETFs can also be actively managed. It's not just, they can trade in, trade out every day. It's not just, you know, I, they buy 500 companies and they just always that 500 companies in that proportion forever. So I think that that's a kind of misconception about ETFs. Yeah. And, and ARK actually com- manages it very complexly, right? The, the way they go about managing their active their, Oh, I mean, if you traits. want to look at randomness as complexity, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, <laughs> Enough, <laughs> Right. <It's> just... <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't have any shares in ARK. Yeah, I don't have also. So, so, no, yeah, so, yeah, so I mean, I, I kind of treat ARK as like high beta tech right so if you think that high beta tech is going down you short arc instead of shorting individual companies so and then therefore you are shorting the market instead of shorting the market in that sector rather than shorting individual companies curious have you ever shorted arc before yes and qld um so so these are actually my main hedging instruments um where i think like okay maybe well not now but a month or two back (laughs) the market is slightly overbought right then okay fine i think that's going to be a bit of a downturn i will short qld Right? It's easy. You get cash. IBKR pays you for that cash. You get a bit of interest on that cash. So it's okay. La, you know, like, like it protects you from downturns when it hits. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. So that's the actively managed part. Now I can move on with my question, right? So yes, I move on with my question. Right? Anyone wants to take like inverse, you know, uh, leverage. I think those two are also very big things in, yes, in the for, market. For inverse is like, I remember the famous one was what inverse Tesla, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Wait, there's an inverse Tesla yeah, ETF? So, so we, we talked about the market, we had inverse Tesla and covered call Tesla. Yes. <laughs> and we were trying to figure out. And the out. whole ETF is built on Tesla <laughs> yes. alone? Yeah. Then why do I need an ETF? Or oh, <laughs> someone is managing it, is it? Yeah, somebody okay, manages okay. your options for you. Somebody rolls okay, it for okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Like so that, essentially, yeah. they charge a management fee on that. Yeah, okay, and effectively, okay. an inverse oh my goodness. Um, okay. ETF, it, it, well, in this case, the inverse Tesla was mimicking exactly what, oppo- exactly what Tesla was doing, but the opposite. So he's shorting Tesla all the time, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And I think one reason why inverse ETFs have come up is because in some, especially in US retirement accounts, you cannot short a company. So you buy a short counter to mimic the exposure of shorting a company. Ah, see when there's a market, someone yes. will come in and so feel there's a way, shit. There's when a there's way. a market when you can charge fees for it, somebody will feel it. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> no, it, and, and that's how a lot of new hype ETFs are created. I call them hype ETFs. Like essentially, there's a hype. The, the stock prices have all moved. It can be a whole sector. Usually, it's a whole sector. What was, what was Cathy Wood's ETF? What's her name? Oh, it was. Uh, yes, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think he's ah, uh, it's a classic hype ETF line. The hype of it all, then uh, some of these big funds or big trusts, right? They'll come and say, "Hey, we really want to get into that, you know." But our mandate don't allow single stocks. So can you do something, right? Then you go and package, package a fund <laughs> that you sell to me, right? That's usually how how it's done. <laughs> yeah, but we're not at. And but my my biggest qualm with that is always usually they tend to enter when the market is really is high point. Right, because there must be some sort of a hype, then these funds are created, then sold to you, right? By the time it comes in, um, the fund itself has already entered the position at a high point, right? And then now you're taking over at a high point on the management fee some more. Yes. Right. So like uh so far in my short investment journey of like eight years, I, I've not seen a great hype yet. Right, right. Usually after the hype settled down, uh then you can go in and see got interesting things to pick, not lah. Right, right. Or at least that's a I'm the I'm the cheapo investor, right? Go ahead and find that voucher, thing. Is it? Yeah, the voucher. <laughs> yes. Voucher is the word. Yes, I'm the voucher. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, fair. So so that is essentially inverse, right? It's not that complicated. Or oh, are there more complicated inverse uh, ETS? I'm sure there are, but any any touch point on those things? Not really. I think now nowadays you can create an ETF for everything. For everything. I think there are ETFs that track or they are meant to mimic exposure to like hedge fund positioning. Mm. Um, this I know they got they got ETF mimicking Nancy Pelosi one. Yeah. Oh, and then like um, the, the, the short gym and long gym um, <laughs> to follow gym camera recommendations. So, so there's just short gym. Just SGM. Whatever gym says, shows your side. Wa. You go and see for yourself. Uh, gym hey, but, but long gym has outperformed so, short gym. <laughs> Has <laughs> really? Belgium outperformed index? No. Ma- market cycle. Okay, no. so, so, okay, uh, in so. In the last six months, the, that they have been okay, in the last six months, okay, anyway, don't just don't care about gym. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, fair. You want to say something? Oh, oh no, because I saw a video recently on, on TikTok. Some guy was like comparing all of uh what Jim what Jim said if you were to short it, like how will you perform? So if you take like the super long term, right, like from when he first started, actually shorting gym like outperformed everything else. <laughs> 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 Short gym, right? Okay. It's still the position, right? Right. Okay, fair, fair. So what, what about leverage, right? I think leverage is also an interesting one. I, I get all these I sometimes I get these uh my listeners will come in, right? And then they'll say, okay, how about I long position, right? So I long the market, right? But because um I want to have a bigger long position, so I will use a leverage uh inverse. Right, and then I was like, "Wow, you're getting very cheap, ah, these days, right?" So just no, trying to, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. everywhere. It's right. So in, in order to have a bigger long position, so that I don't lose out, because uh, essentially the short position is to hedge the fluctuations, right? So from there, then they think like, "Okay, how about we we leverage on that short, right?" Then we have more for the long, right? So so maybe what what is your take? How how do you look at this? How do you look at this? Yeah, I mean, I I, I short leverage ETFs because my growth part of my portfolio is high beta. So instead of shorting, you know, um, 1.5 times my notional on QQQ, 
I shot QLD, so I shot 0.7 times and, and it just all mathematically kind of works out. I think we need to get back to basics, right? So what a leverage ETF is, it's not like I've... So imagine what, you, is, what it is essentially $1, I have $1 of cash, I buy $2 of stock, right? How they create the exposure is through derivatives. And that's why the usual reasoning is leverage ETFs don't hold too long because as your derivatives kind of roll and you need to roll for your derivatives to, to retain that, you know, to, to ex- that exposure, that there's a burn and there's some sort of tracking error. So yes. don't hold too long, right? Yeah. You, you won't perfectly track forever. So I think technically that means that, okay, like if you buy leverage ETFs, your idea is you don't want to hold for too long. Although if you bought the TQQQ for the last 10 years, you would be laughing all the way to the bank and you say I'm stupid, right? So, <laughs> so I mean, in the biggest scheme of things, the, the tracking error is small compared to what the market has earned outside. Oh, QQQ, yes. Yeah. Someone you 3x QQQ, right? Yeah, you should QQQ. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really play too much with leverage ETFs. Most of the time, I would be I trading really options. I already play derivatives, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, my options are leveraged enough. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to options. Options are very leveraged already, yeah. I think it's like what Anthony said, because um for leverage ETFs, like they said decay, and it's not favorable to me. When I'm doing options, then, then time decays actually on my side. Of course, because you take the time premium, right? That is the game, right? Yeah. Tita gang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tita gang. So yeah, those guys are... <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Then, then uh, okay, then on that front, right, I want to ask, so what about those extremely short options? These days, uh, they are everywhere. Oh, like daily options? I, I, oh, actually, right now, um, I'm doing a, a series on, on my side, which is actually um, selling zero-day to expiration options. I'm selling a vertical spread, like every single day <laughs> when I have time to trade. So like I'll, I'll monitor the position and I'm trading on the SPX. So it's a, it's a very simple trade. It's um, I'm selling a 50-wide spread um, the risk to reward ratio is like one is to two, so it's like day trading, but it's just like one position every single day. Yeah, yeah and it's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> how is it? How is it doing so far? Um, so like right now we're on week six. I'm breaking it up. So the first month ended up with, okay, so a bit of context, yeah. So I'm risking, the max loss is five thousand dollars, but I've never ever hit reach max loss before because once I hit negative two hundred dollars, I would exit the trade. Mm. Um, otherwise when a trade expires usually I'm, I'm up about 100 to 120 dollars so it's about a 1 to 2 risk to reward ratio but because I'm I'm always getting about 16 to 12 delta out I'm like a, like 70% win rate right now so the first month I ended up with a profit of 600 dollars about there oh it's actually on YouTube you can watch that <laughs> self promote. <laughs> <laughs> you share so much space promote. Follow the TikTok channel. You know, yeah. go on your YouTube. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so I was, so I was doing that. So now I'm in the middle of of the second month. Um, right now I'm only up ninety dollars because there's some losses as well. So I had like a good a good week. So like yeah, I made five hundred, have two losses, and then now I'm down to just ninety in profit. So, <laughs> but you've done quite <laughs> a few of these kind of trading cycles, right? Like trading series. Um, this is they the never f- perform very well. One. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right? It's like, eh, why Aaron keep losing money, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, is it true? That's what drives you. Yeah, that's that's so what drives me. It's a journey, right? So, oh no, he's losing, losing, losing. Then, at the end of it, then like, makes it. <laughs> I'm so close to just <laughs> throwing this shit. <laughs> throwing this shit over. Okay, okay, uh, fair, yeah, fair, fair. so, 
So uh, I'm in the middle of doing that now. So it's actually yeah, zero, zero day to expiration options. But not that I encourage anyone to really be doing that because if you yeah. like again, if you it's make a content, mistake, right? it's for content. Actually, part of it is for content <laughs> as it's well. It's for content. Right. So essentially, his running capital for content is six hundred bucks. But I guess that also is like it's important to to be careful if you're doing anything like zero day to expiration options and derivatives as a whole. Because like at the end of the day, the max loss is $5,000. If I go to sleep and I don't close my position, then I have $5,000 at risk, which can actually um, be realized on the day itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many things can happen. So yeah, okay, okay, fair. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, in closing, lah, uh, is there any other thing you want to add for ETFs? No, I actually have a friend that, um, so I don't play leverage ETFs, but my friend does. And he does it for two hours every day. Okay. And that's so, all he does. So, as in he, he does he it? Buy, he sells, he buys, so he sells, he buys, 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 he so we should get him on the show, lah. Yeah, right. What's your strategy? Is it working? Share screen. Yeah, share screen. How is it? Like, if you we start at nine thirty, live recording. <laughs> if you want that, put in the comment section. We'll try to get someone to come in and do those things, you know, and have a good time. A very good thing that people can listen to as well is well, compare ETF to like unit trust in Singapore. What What do you guys think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think fundamentally it's just the difference in where the instrument is traded and sold, right? So I think increasingly you have been getting a lot of mutual funds which have lowered their costs by quite a bit. Recent, recent, yeah, very, very recent, recent um, innovation. So, 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 yeah, due to the ETFs competition, competition and all of that. Mm. So, a, a lot of you know the the historical, oh yeah, mutual fund confirm expensive. Mm. I think you need to look slowly, a bit deeper. Slowly change already. Yeah, 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 it's slowly changing. And I would say it's not even that slow. It's been already been yeah. happening for quite a few years, right? Yeah, yeah. and and then so so what differs to me is really the sales channel, right? ETF, I go IBKRI, buy sell buy sell whatever. It's all my choice. I can't really just go and buy a mutual fund by logging into. Okay, I think some some some, some somewhere can. you can now. Somewhere some you can. can. Some of the funds very they, soon. Some of the funds <laughs> have their own homepage. Yes, you can go there and transact directly. But I yes. think primarily a lot of them are still sold through intermediaries, um, whether yes. that's your yes. banks or your um robos or all of that, right? So where you get exposure to it, I think, and and their sales channel for those things are. Um, a bit different but fundamentally you have so many mutual funds that will track S&P same thing so right? many mutual same funds there's like MSCI you know all will index yeah, yeah. right I think there's a mutual fund right now that has like a 0% expense ratio for the oh, S&P wow. 500 
think ah, fidelity, fidelity, okay, fidelity yeah. zero so they're using it as a hook to hook in the customer something. right okay okay that's the strat yeah. they bring you in cheap cheap right and after that, then they flood you with other things or, or they might be right? running somewhere else right like yeah, it's yeah. just not necessarily a uh, okay okay yeah. I can't remember the exact name but fidelity zero S&P 500 you'll probably find it guys yeah yeah okay okay interesting what is your take what's your take now between unit trust and ETFs the, I guess for me it was always like uh, mutual funds the fees were always very very expensive but for me I always prefer ETF because you have more control and it's like the evolution of like investment right it started off like having active only active management like mutual funds it became after that people had like index funds but it was still like a mutual fund like mutual index funds then eventually became ETF so to me it just feels like ETF is like the latest and greatest thing for okay. investing so far. So trendy boy, going <laughs> for the trendy product. <laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> but it's, it's fair as, as some of these things uh, close, you know, in terms of the fees, then it puts into question like, like what, what is that, right? But, but I think yeah. some rebranding needs to be done as well with unit trusts, right? And clearly... Unit trust branding very bad. Like, even my auntie can say, okay, my unit trust one. La. Sure lose money one. Yeah. La. Right, right. So even that, you can hear it from no, but you auntie, can hear like, it from your parents' generation all of this. Right? Yeah, it's exactly. like nobody wants to use the word, but a lot of them are still selling the same units, right? So it's just, they just stop using the, the word, right? It's, uh, it's smelly. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. In closing, if someone is trying to start investing with ETFs, you know, what is your advice for them? Or maybe not advice. What what will you do? <laughs> cannot cannot use advice. Cannot use advice. Yeah. What will you do if today you just start, you know? Uh, yeah. I think it's good to to try it out. But I think firstly they need to be aware of the risks, right? What we've talked about ranged in massive, like the risk is is from little bit to quite a bit, right? For example, with indexes, market risk, right down to <laughs> covered call, <laughs> covered call ETFs, right? Um, so I think we need, you need to be fully aware of what you're doing. And if, uh, like, like anything, right? If you don't, if you're not fully aware, you don't know the risks, don't go into it yet. Learn about it and then slowly go into it. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. And uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I will subscribe. I'll subscribe. I have one. It's just I too long. I log into my personal email. You know, I've been spending so much time as a company email. You're doing all those stuff, but but yes, if you share this episode and then tell us what's the biggest learning point, then you got a chance to win a mic. Yeah, and if you're very good, then you send me your audio recording. I'll recruit you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Any other things you want to add? Um, I guess if it's ETF, or well, I guess if if you complete, if someone's com- if I was completely new, yeah, if not you for are people, completely new, yes, completely yes. new, not not too sure. But you have all the information that you have today, but you're completely new. <laughs> <laughs> What's the capital? <laughs> uh? <laughs> anyway, I didn't have much time to do a lot of research. Not too much time to always be rotating between sectors. Then I'll be looking to the S and P five hundred. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah, I mean, I think it's rough. And I think I kind of echo, you know, right? What's the starting capital? You know, what, what do you want to achieve? And we always go by this question, what do you want to achieve? What do you want? What do you want? But, you know, sometimes the best time to start is yesterday. The second best time is now, right? If you want to grow and compound your wealth over the long term, you can't undo what you did two years ago. What has happened? Yeah, right? you can do and one. So even if you go, okay, you know what? I, I don't know anything. I don't really want to read about it. I don't, but I can stand losing a bit of money. Then they just go and buy a market ETF. Because at the very least, you're putting yourself in with a chance of growing your money uh, rather than putting it in your bank where you are almost confirmed losing it to inflation. Yeah, 
Yeah, fair. And I think my point is to accentuate the point that I think a lot of people, a lot of people are doing this. They will put their money with a service provider and the service provider will charge them 0.5% to do broadly diversified when they can do it on their own at 0.03, right? So maybe you want to consider, you know, exploring this, doing on your own thing. Okay, we'll see you next episode. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Love it. Oh yeah, and follow, follow their channel, TikTok. Right, the weebling so that you can see whether he actually made money. <laughs> this seems important. Yeah, or when he makes money, let us know, okay? Put in the comment section, okay? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time. Love it.